Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics, pop culture, and sports. And it is sports time as we are talking week 10 in the National Football League, the official uh, midway point of the season. I'm your host, as always, Matt Pierce, and joining me today is Bill Needles. How the heck are you, Bill? I am most excellent. Thank you, sir. All right. And rounding up the trifecta, as always, is Craig Needles. How are you, Craig? Ready to go. Let's get to uh, what I think should be a pretty decent week of football here. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Some good spots. Before we get into uh, three people who are all above 500 uh, giving out gambling advice, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Let's not separate ourselves, our shoulders, patting ourselves on the back. Uh, I do want to say RIP to Kevin Conroy. My God, the voice of, of Batman. So many things on this podcast have been dedicated to that show and that man and his performance, and, and uh, one of the few celebrity deaths that really, really hit me hard. I know celebrity deaths are kind of, like, weird, and it's also somewhat dumb for someone like me to come on a podcast and, like, oh, let me give my two cents, but I don't know. It, it, he was super awesome. And Peter McNabb, also, Peter McNabb also died this week, so that's two voices of my entire life that, uh, like, like voice of the Colorado Avalanche got to call one last Stanley Cup. That's two voices in one week that, that uh, were gone that made up a large chunk of my life. So, yeah, RIP to those guys. You know what I watched today was uh, parts parts one and two of uh, of the the Harvey Dent Two-Faced episode. Oh, so good. Two. Yes. Yeah, Richard Maul doing the voice of, uh, of Two-Face in that one. He was excellent, too. That, God, that animated series is so good. I'm going to watch a few of those tonight for sure after we're done recording this pod so good anyway r.i.p to those guys so good that said we're gonna soldier on here with a little bit of week 10 action now uh i did not catch carolina falcons thursday night game did you guys have any action on this i I actually went to go see wakanda forever which i will not be spoiling on this one so i missed this game i was happy to see that deonta foreman had 130 and a score so that was good for my fantasy team but, uh, yeah, it just seemed like the Panthers always had the ball and the Falcons didn't get much going. Did uh, you check? Did you watch any of that game last night, Craig? Uh, yeah. Um, the Falcons passing offense just, mm. it's puke. It's puke. Sure and, and I didn't really know whether to blame Scheme or whether to blame Mariota. Like, I didn't watch a ton. Like, I didn't watch a lot of Falcons solo football this year for obvious reasons. Uh, but, geez, Mariota was not very good. And um, the the Panthers are interesting, whereas, you know, pretty good defense, I will say, uh, coming off a game where everyone, uh, everyone, I know everyone was saying, oh, they got killed on the ground. They gave up five touchdowns to Joe Mixon. Uh, I think that if the Bengals felt like it, they could have thrown five touchdowns in the second half. If that was what they were inclined to do, like it was just an all-time bad defensive effort. Um, so it is, uh, it was just... The Panthers aren't good. The Falcons aren't good. The Buccaneers aren't good. The Saints aren't good. So do with that information what you will. Yeah, all three of us laid the seven with the Bengals. And how often do you lay seven with a team and never sweat it? <laughs> right? Like we're talking by by the like halfway through the first quarter. The three of seven us. Seven and a half? Yeah. Geez. I was laying seven and a half and knew I was good by the end of the first quarter. Yeah. Like, that, it was that, bad for The game was done so. What a what a what a great spot for us. Like, man, God, we so rarely pick the sevens, but we like to, when we pick our spots, <laughs> we somehow get them. That was great. Uh, Billy, anything to add on Falcons-Panthers before we move on to the Sunday games? Uh, 
Not particularly. I, I tuned in for maybe the first half. Couldn't take any more. I can only take so much. Uh, <laughs> but it was a pretty slow game with a lot of punts. So nothing. Yeah. Anybody? Now, I will note that did not it, was a, it was a rainy, rainy game, too. There was yeah. But still, that just... It, and, like, can we talk about the, like... I think that Kyle Pitts had the best offensive skill position position career that I've ever seen a guy have at Florida. And he mm-hmm. looked great in year one. And they just, they just like, they targeted eight times. And there was one where he was wide open for what should have been, like, a 50-yard touchdown. And Mario just missed him. But at some point, don't we have to just see Desmond Ritter here? Yeah. Like, why, why, like yeah. And they've got a 10-day break right now. And Mariota looked like garbage. I know they were in first place in the division, so you can't screw around. I get that that would be the reasoning for it. But if you're just running the ball to score points anyway, just you might as well put Desmond Ritter in there at some point, right? Like, Pitts isn't getting the ball enough. Drake London isn't getting the ball enough. Put Desmond Ritter in, see what you have, and then you can decide how badly you need a quarterback going into the draft in April. Yeah, it's not a bad strategy. I will say you did mention that the Falcons went into that game first in the division, even though they were four and four or whatever the whatever the f. But That's right. uh, also they were four and five going into that game first. I and many other silly people like me placed very significant amounts of units on the Falcons to finish the season with the worst record in the NFL, and that is not going to happen already at the halfway point of the season. So, Same with the Chicago Bears, who we'll get to later, because I think they're in a good spot to bet this week. Uh, but yeah, let's move on to the Sunday morning-slash-afternoon-slash-night games, because we do have a super morning game. Uh, the Seahawks and Buccaneers will be playing uh, in the country of Seahawks, and uh, the Buccaneers are laying two and a half. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks, we were on, or at least I was, and I think you guys were on too, or someone was on. No, Bill, you had the Arizona Cardinals, you fool. Uh, the Seahawks, everybody's kind of waiting for them to fall apart, waiting for when are the uh, the wheels going to fall off. And I'm here to tell you, I don't think that the wheels are falling off because if the wheels were going to fall off of that Seahawks team, wouldn't they have happened when Geno threw the pick six last week to put his team in an awful spot? And by the way, that was not a bad pick six. Like some people were like, oh, there's Geno turning back into a pumpkin. That was not a bad throw. It was just an amazing play by, I don't remember the lineman's name, who got a hand on it and snared it and took it in. That was just an amazing play. That was not a bad throw by Geno. And it didn't phase him. Gino went back down and scored three more touchdowns. Like, he got the ball back right away, drove down, scored a touchdown to response, and then did it two more times, including a game-salting-away touchdown after the Cardinals got it to uh, within six with uh, three minutes left. He just drove down and scored another easy touchdown again. So I don't think this is happening. And the Bucks to me, don't look like they're getting any better whatsoever. And... Tom Brady was able to pull one out of his ass last week. Thank you very much uh, to the Los uh, to the Los Angeles Rams, who the Lions own their first overall pick, and not guarding the sidelines for whatever reason on a two minute drill, which was a fifty second drill when the Bucks had no timeouts. God, that was. Talk ugly. about that for one second. With yeah, we can absolutely talk about I, I that if you tweet, want. Like, I saw the tweets after that drive. Brady is back. All right, Brady is back. They <laughs> no. were one Rams first down from having zero touchdowns in that football game. Yeah, they were absolutely. Planning, if the Rams get get one more first down there, they run up the clock, and that game is over. Like so, yeah, they got a nice drive at the end, and that was great. 
but let's not pretend everything's fixed with Tampa Bay. So no. uh, I think this is what you're getting, Pierce, but I love Seattle this week. Yeah, I exactly. I agree. I don't I don't see what's with the Bucks and as like a guy who owns Mike Evans and Leonard Fournette in fantasy, not fun. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm on the Seahawks, Craig, and it sounds like you you agree with me as well. Yes, I'm definitely on Seattle. Um they're 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 legit. And like well, just quickly reading their DVOA rankings across the board, they are 5th overall. They sit 7th in offense, 12th in defense, 7th in special teams. The most surprising one might be the 12th in defense. I thought they were going to be bad on defense, and for a while it looked like they were going to be, but they figured it out, and I think that Pete Carroll gets some credit there. But, uh, yeah, this is, that's a legitimately good football team. I'm of the belief that the 49ers are still going to win that division, but the Seahawks are good. Agreed. Billy, anything to add on Seahawks' Bucks? You know what? I, I, I think the Seahawks are better than everyone thought, and they're certainly better than I thought, but I, I'm more thinking Tampa Bay's – worse than everyone thought i think the wheels will probably fall off in seattle i don't think they're gonna finish like i think they're gonna start losing some winnable games but i i still think tampa bay's really bad and they can't get anything going so i absolutely love seattle in this spot here do you think seahawks get a wild card spot bill i you know what with the record they started with yes because they could not even be that great in the second half of the season and still get in there maybe uh, but I think they lose out quick. I, I think they I, I think that. Yeah. I think, I think that what happens is the 49ers wind up winning that division, and Seattle yeah. winds up being yeah. like the, the six seed, like they finish behind Dallas. You know, I think that's where they wind up. Yeah, I completely agree. I think I think that's I think that's a great I think I think they're a wild card team for sure because I, I agree with Craig. Yeah. I think the Niners ultimately win, win that division, and we'll get to that. <clears throat> and Dallas later. winds up being the five. Dallas winds up being the five seed because I think they're far and away the best. I think they're, Dallas is probably the second best team in the NFC. They just happen to be in the same division as the best team in the NFC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's an argument between Cowboys and Niners right now, I think. But uh, what a great throwback that would be if we got Cowboys Niners and with two pretty decent teams in a playoff game before the maybe in a divisional round week or whatever. Uh, next up. First uh, matchup of the 1 o'clock slate, your Denver Broncos, Craig, go into Tennessee to take on the Titans, and the Titans are laying three. And I think I'm going to surprise you guys with one of them, because one of these teams is going to be one of my five. Uh, but it's probably not the team that you're thinking of. I was on the Titans last week. I remember I put my money where my mouth is where that with that 12-and-a-half. They should have won outright that game. They really kind of clammed it there at the end. Uh, Titans land three. I think this is a good spot to take your Broncos, Craig. Uh... I know Broncos had a little trouble with the with the run defense this year, and the offense hasn't been great. They've had an extra week to get a little more acclimated, and also this is a, a public fade for me as well because the public is going to be all over the Titans having just watched them take the Kansas City Chiefs, one of the best teams in the league, to the limit. And like I said a couple seconds ago, they should have won that game outright on the money line as a 12-point underdog, but say la vie, lost in overtime. Uh, I think the public's going to be all over the Titans. The public has watched the Broncos do nothing but uh, crap the bed and look terrible in prime time. I, I think this is a great spot for the Broncos and uh, to fade the public on the Titans. So the Broncos are going to be one of my five. What say you, Craig? Uh, I will say this. Uh, everything you just said about Denver's run defense, it, has, it certainly hasn't been as good as the pass defense. It's been okay, but it hasn't been as good as the pass defense. But no one's running the ball on Tennessee, which – is a legit thing. All of a sudden, though, this week, no Bud Dupree, no Imani Hooker, no Jeffrey Simmons. You think to yourself, hmm, 
maybe Denver might be able to move the ball a little bit on the ground. So I, I think that just based on how important Simmons is, because he's he's what the straw that stirs the drink on their defense, I think. Um, I think that taking the Broncos makes sense here. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, with with Tannehill, he, this is to me, if you're a Titans fan wondering what the quarterback situation is going to be, he started the week with full practice and ended the week with limited practice. That is not the way you want that trend to go. You want it to go the other way, where the, the guy ramps up through the week as opposed to does less as the week goes on. So if it's Malik Willis again, and Denver just knows, oh yeah, no, the, the, the pass is a non-option. I almost wonder, like, if you're like a defensive coordinator and you have Pat Sertan as, as you know, probably the best corner in the league right now, what do you do with him against this Titans team? Like, like what's like, like it's, it's like, yeah. oh yeah, no, I need to drive to the store. I, I got a Ferrari and nothing else. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, <laughs> none of these receivers are worthy of being covered by Patrick Sertan. Yeah. Um, I actually saw some Titans fans uh, after the game against Kansas City on Sunday night saying. You know, we probably win tonight if AJ Brown was out there, and it is yeah. hard to argue that point. I saw that. For, I saw some argue. of those for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely saw that. It's take. Hard to argue the point that hey, if AJ Brown was playing for the Titans on Sunday night, they probably win that football game. Uh, this is all a long way of saying I think that Denver's a pretty reasonable bet here. The Titans are banged up on defense. Uh, they may not have Ryan Tannehill, and just you, they're not effectively moving the ball with Malik Willis throwing it. So. That's going to give a Denver defense something to, to really focus on. So I, uh, I think taking the uh, taking the Broncos makes sense. Billy, anything to add on Titans-Broncos? Titans laying the three at home. Yeah, I'm on the Broncos well. I, I think Tennessee, like, they can do incredibly well, obviously u- utilizing Henry. Um, but they're going to need to pass it a little bit. And I can't imagine tennessee being able to move the ball through the air at all against like good teams aren't able to move the ball through the air against this denver defense so i don't think you can be a one-trick pony and just give it to henry all day long so i think eventually he's you're going to stuff him on first down you're going to face some second third and longs um and there's going to be some mistakes there so i'll go with denver as well all right moving on another game that's going to be one of my five the cleveland browns head into miami to take on the dolphins the dolphins length three and a half uh, we're getting the hook on this one as the Dolphins uh, get the three-point home bump plus the hook. I think this is a great spot to take the Browns. Uh, Dolphins have a little bit of trouble with the run. We just watched them surrender the most uh, rushing yards to a quarterback in a single game all time. The Browns are a little bit better at controlling the clock than the uh, than the Chicago Bears were, although I was on the Chicago Bears last week. Thank you very much, Chicago Bears. Uh, I'm on the Browns again this week, who I think can not only cover but outright win this game. And it's going to be Jacoby Brissett's last hurrah because in two weeks, uh, when the Browns are playing football again, uh, under center for the Browns will be everybody's favorite human being, Deshaun Watson. So uh, yeah. that'll be ugh, yeah, that'll be something. Uh, I'm on the Browns, and they're going to be uh, one of my five. Billy, what do you think about this one? I really want to believe in Miami, but I don't. Um, I, I Like you said, they got eviscerated on the ground last week. Um, I think I, I'd love to be able to say Miami's going to be able to beat Cleveland here, but I have no faith in Miami. I think I was on them last week, and they obviously disappointed. Um, I think at least they keep it close here, and if it's going to be close, I'll take the points, so give me Cleveland. The, the Dolphins are winning games not not a, it's not a, a one-to-one comparison that I'm about to make here but it, it sort of reminds me of your old 98 Vikings there Bill where it's like 
let's just make every game a track meet. Right? Like, let's let's get it. Let's get both teams in thirties every game, and then just yeah. like, yeah, just try to get some turnovers there, defense. <laughs> Other than that, Come right? on, every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Find Hill, find Hill. Yeah, it's like Hill and Waddle, or they're like Carter and Moss, kind of sort of. It's like, yeah, like I said, it's not a one to one, but there there's some comparisons to draw there, I think. Uh, Craig Browns, Dolphins, Dolphins land three and a half. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I am, uh, I'm going to go with Miami. Okay. I, I just think that a lot of points are going to happen in this football game. And I think that Miami will get enough of them that they, they cover the three and a half here. Cleveland's going to be able to move the ball on the ground, but I really think that Miami's going to be, be able to chuck it because Miami can chuck it on everybody. Uh, they're, they're really good. I think this might be the best offense in the league right now, as far as, Hey, you, you need an offense to do something for you. This, this might be the group that you want. They're, they're really humming right now. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take Miami here. That's an argument for sure. If I do make a uh, change Sunday morning, as I've been apt to do recently, this will be the one that likely gets flexed out. But uh, for now, it's it's certainly going to be one of my five. Uh, yeah, it's interesting you say you like the over because I like the under in this game, forty nine and a half. I just I'm picturing a slow. If it, if this game is to go my way with the Browns three and a half, uh, I'm picturing the Browns having a lot of a lot of Nick Chubb, a lot of Hunt, a lot of clock ticking, ticking, ticking. See, and I'm picturing this game looking a lot like not like as far as someone else gets it to a big lead, but I'm picturing this looking like Miami Baltimore, where no one stops anyone. That could also That's what be I think true. That could also be true. All right, uh, next up, hey, third in, third in a row, another game that's going to be one of my five. The New Orleans Saints head to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers, and the Steelers, right now it's uh, Saints minus one and a half. Uh, I, 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 earlier it was Steelers plus two, and I'm going to take it up to two because I'm taking the Steelers. Uh, I think that uh, this is a good uh, Mike Tomlin spot here, coming off a bye, getting T.J. Watt back. Uh, the Saints have a penchant to crap the bed every once in a while. I, I think this is a good spot to take the Steelers. Uh, they're going to be one of my five. Craig, what say you on this one? Uh, yeah, uh, TJ Watt back. I think that we're going to see a better version of the Steelers' offense this week. They've had the bye to figure things out. And and, and not that Claypool is a problem. I think Claypool is a nice player. But now they're like, okay, our two, our, we have three guys that we throw the ball to. We have Pickens, we have Johnson, we have Farnworth. Those are the three guys that throw the ball to. They can streamline things a little bit. I think that's going to help Kenny Pickett. Uh, I think that this is a victory for the Steelers. Give me Pittsburgh. All right. Billy, uh, thoughts on Saints-Steelers? Yeah, I like I like the Saints here. I feel like the Saints offense, like they've, they've lost a lot of games that they shouldn't have lost, but they've been scoring points. I think they're going to be able to score points easily on Pittsburgh, and I don't think Pittsburgh is going to be able to keep up. I'm not. I'm not thinking Tomlin can turn that around just because he is a pretty damn good coach. Uh, I'm going to say Saints on this one. I'm not letting you take Andy Dalton as a road favorite as one of your five, Bill. I'm just not going to stand for it. Okay. <laughs> He's crazy enough to do it. <laughs> Uh, oh my god, four in a row. The This is going to be another one of my five. This is insane. I don't think this has ever happened before. Uh, my Detroit Lions headed to Chicago to take on the Bears. Uh, Lions coming off a somewhat fun win against the uh, the Green Bay Packers. It'd be fun if that was kind of the, the final nail in the, uh, the Green Bay coffin is them... Uh, Losing a pretty darn winnable game against the Detroit Lions there. 
just red zone turnovers undid them, and, and the Lions just somehow managed to score 15 points and win the game. Uh, Bears are the short home favorite, minus 2.5. This is a lock pick for me. The Bears at home, poor weather, potentially. Lions... Jared Goff, historically not great outdoors. Lions got a W. I don't see them winning two in a row, especially in the within the division. I don't see Jared Goff going on the road in Chicago, getting a win. The Bears, we just saw, can move the ball and do a bunch of stuff. You mentioned Chase Claypool, Craig. He looked pretty damn good with limited uh, practice and whatnot in his first game as a Bear. Uh, I just see the Bears running all over the Lions and... and grinding them into the dust and and the Lions doing very little to stop uh, Justin Fields, who just put up a buck 75 uh, on the ground. And now he's getting the worst defense in the league at home. Uh, Chicago Bears minus two and a half is a short home favorite. Easily, easily one of my five. Billy, what say you? Yeah, this one stood out for me. I, I don't, I'm thinking that's not nearly enough points with Detroit playing as bad as there with Fields playing as well as he has the last Three or four weeks. He's a viable uh, fantasy option these last few weeks. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, not, he's more than viable. He's been like quarterback. Yeah. I think other than Joe Burrow, he's been quarterback too. Like he, he's been the second best quarterback in fantasy for a last month. So yeah, yeah. he's more than viable. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm absolutely on Chicago here. I have no faith in Detroit, justifiably so. This year, any other year. Sorry, Pierce. Um, <laughs> but I, I none taken. I, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Craig, what are your thoughts? I will say this on behalf of the Lions. I, I, I watch Chicago here. I think that the, two, the fact that this is two and a half doesn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say this on behalf of the Lions. There are worse things that could – like the, the, the Green Bay game, I thought there was a lot of encouraging signs in that game. I know the Packers' offense looks like garbage lately, and I understand that. But there were, I thought there were some pretty encouraging signs of the Green Bay game. Not for this year, obviously, but for the future. Like you have – you have Aiden Hutchison making the right read in the play and making a really good, really athletic interception. That's good. Um, I liked some of the things the offense did. Joseph uh, had a DeAndre couple of nice plays in the, se- in the yeah, secondary. Yeah, 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 there's another one. They need DeAndre Swift to get back and, 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 and be healthy and be what DeAndre Swift can be. But he's not on the injury report this week, so that leads me to believe that there's a chance that they think that he's ready for full go. We'll we'll see how it goes, but I think that that's, that's definitely a possibility. So I think that there's... Uh, there's a lot to like here for the uh, for the Lions, but not necessarily this week. I think Chicago's offense is legitimately good um, and, and, and getting better, so I, I, I want the Bears. Yeah, yeah, I think this is an easy Bears here. I don't I don't get this at all. Maybe this, this the... should be four and a half or five. I don't understand yeah. why it's not four and a half or five. No, I don't, like, I don't that, get it. I don't get yeah. it. So if you the Sharps, a couple of free points here. Yeah, the Sharps are on Chicago, too. I don't, I, don't, I don't get it. I guess they just think the public, because the Lions, I guess maybe the public perception of the Lions is that they're uh, really good against the spread. I mean, they're not bad. They're 4-4. Four, four, they're 4-4 they're four four against the spread. So they're not. They're definitely not a terrible team to put your money on. But I, I, for some reason, I think the public perception is that the Lions are a little bit better against the spread than they actually are. Um, and they have a good offense. Uh, well, decent offense. Your Minnesota Vikings, Bill, head into Buffalo to take on the Bills. And unfortunately, the sharp side is no longer on your Minnesota Vikings because this line has done some moving uh, thanks to the, uh, the the elbow of Josh Allen. This line opened up at Vikings minus n- or Vikings plus nine. Um, 
which the Sharps hammered down to like six and a, like eight and then seven, and then it got down to six and a half, um, which is when I bet it, thank God. And now that it looks like Josh Allen is probably not going to go, and the line would also indicate that uh, this is not it's going to go, and the footage we've seen of Case Keenum running into sleds at practice uh, <laughs> would suggest that it's going to be Case Keenum under center. So your Vikings catch yet another break, Billy. Uh, but Buffalo is currently getting the three-point home bump with what looks like it's going to be Case Keenum under center. Now, uh this is not a, a contest pick anymore, this game. The Vikings are unfortunately not the side anymore. They were the side, obviously, and right now I would I would I would figure that the sharp side at this point of, of the three of us having this conversation is the Bills minus three, but it's it's unbettable. You're not getting the best of the number with the Vikings anymore. You're not even even close to the best of the number with your Vikings anymore. So you're not betting the Vikings against the spread. Uh, you're going to take the Bills, but boy, that's I just think there's better spots in, in better games than than putting a three up with Case Keenum. Although I don't mind I don't mind laying the three with Case Keenum if I'm if I'm being perfectly honest. Uh Billy, what do you say about uh, this uh about your Vikings going into this game? Yeah, I I think it's gotta be the Vikings here just based on the fact that it's Case Keenum. Like there's I mean you could make a pretty strong argument that there's no one more important to their team than Josh Allen. Um there's no you one could. who's gonna make a point spread change more than Josh Allen missing a game. Almost a full um, touchdown. Yeah, like, I mean, it, it, and that's because he's so vital to that team. And his skill set, it's not like Case Keenum's just the next man up. They're very different. Um, I think it was, there's no way they're going to be able to prepare for this. The Vikings are indeed a good team. I'm taking the Vikings here. It's it's just insane because the Bills don't really run the ball that well. And a lot of their threat to run the ball comes from Josh Allen. So I'm, I'm curious to see how the Vikings... Uh, approach that where you know Case Keenum's not a friggin he doesn't have cement shoes back there but he's he's not Josh Allen right but you know he could take off a little bit um Craig uh I'm on Buffalo with the minus three at this point Bill's still on the Vikings tiebreaker uh yeah I this is I'm staying away from this but for me it's um it's 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 gonna be it's going to be Minnesota, I think. I just don't know if I trust Case Keenum enough. Like, it's just, know, it's like, just not the sharp. It's, yeah, it's just the sharp. You've got to hold your nose and take the Bills if you're going to bet this game at this point because you're not. You're, you're and missing. I'm not. Yeah, and here's yeah, the you're thing. missing six points with the Vikings. Six. I I already placed a bet on this game where I'm getting seven with Minnesota. Nice. Seven. You got an extra half point over me. Good yes. for you. Good on you. Yes. Um. So I love that. I love that. I just don't know. Like it's, it's going to be tough for me to justify either way on this. I just, I, I don't want anything to do with it with where it, where it's at right now. Now, if you think that Allen might go, then you get your money in on Buffalo right now because if Allen's out there, then three is ridiculous. But yeah, I don't. It doesn't look that way. So that's why the sharp side is Buffalo minus the three. But Allen is not going to play. It's going to be Case Cam. But I would, I would say the the uh, astute side right now is Buffalo, and it's it's just like. 
it's crazy because this line had two different types of line movements because it opened up at nine and the sharps got it down. The sharps bet it down to seven. Like they came in and were like, "This is insane. Right. The, the the Vikings should be not getting nine. And then all of a sudden, Allen was out. And so if you're sharps, you're like, "Wow, I'm getting nine against Case Keenum. God, I'm good, right?" Like, and so it like the line moved for two different reasons. It was two points because of the sharps and then three points because of, or four points because of Josh Allen after that. So that's. That's fun. Uh, next up, the Houston Texans go to take on the New York Giants. The Giants lay in four and a half. Um, uh, are both of these teams coming off buys? I didn't, I'll be honest, I didn't look at this game too intently because I don't have much analysis. Uh, Houston played on Thursday, so Houston's coming off the 10-day because they right. played the Eagles on Thursday. The Giants right, so the that's bye. why I don't remember them playing on Sunday, right. So, both these teams coming off pretty good rest. Uh, Giants with a bit more rest, obviously. Um, I, I don't have any analysis for this one other than this is a hold your nose and take the Texans spot. but Because I, 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 I don't think there's we're getting great value on, on the Giants here. But uh, I, I would water gun to my head uh, type scenario for the Texans here. What do you think, Billy? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I want to have the points, but... I mean, you just look at the records, and the Giants seem so much better. But I just don't—I don't think they're a six and two team. Uh, I, I, you know what? I think I'm on the Giants. I think Houston's bad enough where the Giants are going to get it done. Uh, I, I would lay the points, but yeah, certainly not one of my five. I don't want to go anywhere near this one. All right, uh, Craig, tiebreaker on this one. I think it's Houston. I just I, I think that you're getting X. And you know, the thing about the Giants is, yeah, they're winning games, but they're often not winning games by more than four and a half points. So <laughs> I think Houston's the play here. I like, and if you go to FanDuel with this, you can get five and a half if you're taking Houston. Ooh, so I would recommend that to you if uh, this is a game you're betting and you have an account there. And you can get uh, five, just regular five at points bet, no, uh, no half points. So if you have an account with either of those places and you like Houston like I do, uh, maybe I suggest making the bet there. Absolutely. Uh, last game of the 1 o'clock slate. Jacksonville Jaguars head to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. The Chiefs laying 9.5. Chiefs on short rest. Jaguars showed a little gumption against the Raiders there. They were down 17 a bunch of times. And, and that that was – we talked about this last week on the pod that we needed to see something from Trevor Lawrence. And I think we saw a little something from him in that game. So um, kudos to him. Uh I don't have any analysis on this game other than you're laying the points with the Jaguars. That's the sharp side. The Chiefs are great. They're short resting, and they never seem to cover these high spreads, even with this high-powered offense. They leave the back door open constantly, and then they can't run the ball, so they grind themselves into these uh, covers whenever they're or in, into not covering whenever they get these high lines. Uh, so uh, just hold your nose and take Jacksonville. This was close to being one of my five, but uh, didn't make the cut. Uh, Craig, what do you think about this one? Uh, I like Jacksonville. Yeah. I want the points in this game. Uh, but I, like, like here's here's the thing. I understand that Jacksonville had some up and downs this year, but you're getting the team that's, uh, you know, Jacksonville's a decent team. They're, they're 14th in DVOA. I don't even. I think that's not even necessarily kind to them. Uh, Jacksonville's a decent team, and you're getting nine and a half to take them against Kansas City. Uh, I, I I know the Chiefs are, are one of the better teams, but I think Jacksonville scores some points in this game. I think Kansas City wins, but I want I want the I want the nine and a half points. Uh, before I throw to Bill on this one, one thing I forgot to mention in the Texans-Giants game is that game actually opened up its Texans plus six and a half. 
and the sharps hammered the shit out of it. so we're not getting the best of the number in that game anymore. so stay away from me because i don't even want to bet the giants at the four and a half so the sharps obviously were were on houston with the giants laying nearly a full touchdown good lord ah billy jaguars chiefs chiefs laying nine and a half thoughts yeah i'm on the jags here i think that's that's a high number i'm taking the points the jags have been like travis Etienne has been fantastic and there's no reason to believe he's not going to be able to do well against defense that isn't perfect uh, and when you get a good, solid running game going, you can tend to eat up a lot of clock and keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands. So I like their ability to cover here, line this high. All right. Uh, marquee matchup for the 1 o'clock slate. This is some fun matchups here. Browns-Dolphins, interesting. Lions-Bears, I think, will be fun for offense. I think it's, uh, I think it's Bills-Vikings. Yeah, yeah. Bills-Vikings, I think, is the marquee matchup. Even, even what, without Allen, I think Bills-Vikings. Yeah, what could have been? Uh, what is the uh, Scott Hansen game? Stink. I uh, this is hard for me, mm. but I'm gonna say it. Oh goodness! Broncos Titans Scott Hansen do not oh. show that game. I think that's the correct call. But actually, Saints Steelers. No one, uh, no one needs to see that. No yeah. one needs to see that. Six ten six. Saint Saints yeah. Steelers. I guess T- the return of TJ Watt. I guess probably bumps yeah, them out of. Yeah, uh, like, just uh, like. Just think about some of the offensive, like the offensive performance we saw from Tennessee on Sunday night. Yeah. Think about some of the offense performances we've seen from Denver this season. Like, there's yeah. a non-zero chance that we just see an absolute slot football game. The over/under here is what? Is it 38 still? Like, uh, thir- I got 39 <laughs> on Broncos Titans. Yeah, and I still and I do oh, like the under. Yeah, okay. Some some places were offering 38-5 today. <laughs> I uh, still like Andrew the under. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's. Uh, if they're if the over under is thirty eight five, I think it basically has to be the Scott Hansen game at that point. <laughs> yeah, fair. Uh, I think I think that's the right call for sure. I do. Uh, moving to the four o'clock slate. First up, holy fuck! Uh, if there's ever an argument against nepotism, gentlemen, I submit to you Colts Raiders twenty twenty week ten or twenty twenty two week ten. Uh, Frank Reich out. Jeff Saturday in apparently. Still trying to figure out how that happened. I, I don't know if this has been reported at all, but to me, I don't know how the explanation is other than uh, Ursay wanted to fire Reich and then was probably having a couple of cocktails with Jeff Saturday somewhere, and Saturday just said, oh, you know, if I was the coach, I'd do this, this, and this, and Ursay was like, hey, that is a good idea. You know what? You're fucking hired, Jeff. And then, like... <laughs> Like, like, it, like, it, it, would you be shocked if that wasn't the exact scenario, right? Like, holy fuck, he hasn't done, he hasn't, like, coached at any level. He was in, 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 in analysts, uh, Lindsay, like, Lindsay ago. Jones from, from The Ringer tweeted out, you know that Ursay called Peyton first. <laughs> Which, I'm sure he did. Yeah. But I'm sure Peyton Manning, and, like, you know, you see the call display come up. Jim Irsay, I'm not answering this. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to answer this. I mean, I guess I guess a guy who Peyton Manning once famously yelled at when he was mic'd up yeah. because he was mostly frustrated that Jeff Saturday was correct about the plays that they should have been calling it. Because that's the dirty little secret about that situation, uh, about that clip of Peyton Manning yelling at Jeff Saturday, is that 
he knew Jeff Saturday was right that he fucked up and they should have been running the ball down there when uh, during during those games. And that that's really what set Peyton off. That he was frustrated. That he's like, "Fuck, Jeff's right," but I'm still gonna yell at him, though, right? Like that, that's the truth. But so I guess that I guess a guy who Peyton Manning once yelled at because he was right about the plays they should have been calling. I guess I guess that's worth a look, right? But still, <laughs> holy holy fuck, uh, gentlemen. Uh, this I have a theory about this decision. If anyone yeah, throw yeah, throw it out there. Uh, well, uh, I'm of the belief that the Colts know that this is a uh, go nowhere season, and they are, are thinking, you know, it would be a way to potentially solidify our chances of getting, you know, Bryce Young. Yeah. Is if we had a guy who's not an NFL coach and a guy who's not an NFL play caller do those jobs for us. Or, hey, yeah. maybe we get C.J. Stroud. Or, hey, maybe we get Will Levis. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, they need to draft a quarterback. They need yeah. to do that. So is this a tank move? Like, I don't like to believe that Jimmers is playing three, a 4D chess here. But if you were trying to make sure that you lost the rest of your games, this way that you would do it, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you sure. could do it. A good coach could do it less often. I'm just saying. Yeah. I I don't know. Yeah, that, but I like it's it's that's that's a viable theory for that's very much a working theory. I just that Jim Ursay press conference where they were like, you know, the beat writers in, in Indianapolis it was were too like, too good an acting job. If this was a con, it was too good an acting job. Maybe, yeah, but his lineup, I love that he's got no experience. I love that. I love that he can, I'm like, what? (laughs) That is, oh, that is insane. This game, to me, is a first ballot Hall of Fame stay away. If there ever was one, I don't have a single effing clue what the hell is going to go on in this game water gun to my head i guess i'm laying the four and a half with the raiders but i don't trust mcdaniel mcdaniel's mcdaniel's could fuck up a cup of coffee right now i don't want to trust him laying four and a half against anybody even if it is jeff saturday the ultimate like wild card that could be played who knows how the fuck this game is going to go hall of fame stay away from me billy what say you raiders laying four and a half or go ahead craig I was just going to say the fact that this game at one point was six and a half. Yeah. And now it's four and a half. Tells you that some weird money patterns are coming in. Because you yeah. typically don't see a game like this drop by two points. Did the Sharps like, come in on the Colts? going on. Put it that way. I Did think the so. Sharps? Like, that's the way it looks to me right now. If I The way that I look at some of the patterns here. But this game opened at six and a half. In some places, it opened at seven. And right now it is down at four and a half. And some you can still find five in some places, but this game at one point was seven and is now down to four and a half in some places. It's, it's gone much... down two and a half points. <sighs> There's too much nonsense going on here. There's the just fired your coach bump, which we usually are like, hey, always bet that. But this time I'm like, I don't want to, right? Like, <laughs> and, yeah, like it's... and usually that's for like a coach that like everyone would have hated, but we don't have any indication that people hated Frank Reich. Like I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's just it's a weird situation. Yeah. Oh, there was a team. I wish the teams was I thinking that like that team should hire Frank Reich because that would be good. I. I... Was it Arizona? I can't remember. Somebody, Denver Broncos? I was, 
Yeah, I mean, why not? Yeah, there was someone I was staring at that I was even like. I would, I would, I, like, if the Broncos wanted to hire Frank, Frank on oh, Monday, fucking, that sounds great. Fuck, to fucking me. Washington, fucking Washington, Washington was the team I was thinking of. The Commanders should absolutely hire Frank Reich. Um, yeah, the uh, oh, man, yeah, the, the Hall of Fame stay away. I don't have any. Billy, what do you have to add about Raiders Colts? Raiders laying four and a half right now. Yeah, not much here. I think there's been so much volatility to these games and even how the Raiders have played over the last while um, that I'm taking the points here and just hoping it's an ugly game. Maybe 3 nothing. Mm. <laughs> 3 that could happen. God, the Raiders are so bad. Craig, what are your thoughts on this one vis-a-vis the spread? Uh, I, I think you're getting the best of the number if you take the Colts, aren't you? Yeah, but... <laughs> Like, is this, like if, if there was a game that used to be seven and yeah. now it's four and a half. Yeah. Aren't you doing okay if you're getting the four and a half? Yeah. Or the Raiders. Right, no, excuse me. I should say the Raiders. The Raiders. Uh, now yeah. that it's been bet down this way. Excuse me. Um, so you used to have to give up seven points to bet on this team. Now you have to give up four and a half. Yeah. Maybe you bet on the team that you have to, you know, like, like that's that's what I would normally do. Like, oh, this is the best of the number. Okay, that's that's the sensible option for this. Oh, now, I God. also, I, 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 because I'm a psychopath, thought that I got the cool six and a half or win the week. Nice, good for you. Yeah, I hope I, I'm just I'll, I'm rooting for the Colts to cover only because of the I want the the legend of the fired your coach bump to to. Remain true for and the most with, part. Like, if Josh McDaniels in this time of turmoil loses to a guy that's literally never coached at all yeah. in the NFL, that would be hilarious. And I hope it happens. Yeah, then Frank Reich should be the guy who is coaching the Raiders next week. So there's a good one. Oh, boy. All right, next up. The Dallas Cowboys are heading into Green Bay to take on the Packers. A line that's had a little bit of movement. Open up at Packers plus five. Currently, Packers plus four and a half. Gentlemen, 90% of the tickets are coming in on the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, This is the two most public teams in the NFL. This is a game that the public will be watching. Um, This is a pros versus Joes game. Unfortunately, if you're attempting to be a pro, you have to hold your nose and bet the Green Bay Packers. Uh, with a lot of signs pointing against them. Uh, Aaron Rodgers could be absolutely cooked. Um, He didn't look bad. I mean, he was shredding the Lions everywhere except the red zone last week, but everybody shreds the Lions, so that's no no great shakes. The Dallas Cowboys are coming off a bye, so they've had two weeks to prepare for this game. I just can't shake the 90% of the tickets around the Dallas Cowboys thing. When that happens... That team never comes through because Vegas doesn't get all those bright lights and gold-plated everything's because ninety because ninety percent of the tickets come through when the public has ninety percent of the money on one side. Like that's just not how it happens. This is an all-time hold your nose pros versus Joe spot and take the Green Bay Packers and hope that Aaron Rodgers and company just show any signs of life um, because at the end of the day. You are getting Aaron Rodgers plus five in Lambeau Field, so that's something to think about. It's not what it used to be, but my God in heaven, uh, that the the ninety percent of the tickets on one side 
is an auto fade. You got to take the Green Bay Packers. Billy, what say you? Some sharp money must be coming in. Oh, sorry. I, I, excuse me. Go, no, go ahead. Sharp Craig. money must be coming on, on Green Bay because yeah. uh, Caesars right now that game it is absolute, down to four. It absolutely is. It, it's so, all sharp money, and it's the ninety percent of the tickets is, thing. There, yeah, there has been some sharp money coming in on Green Bay. And obviously Caesars is looking to see if they can get more money on the Dallas side. So they've moved it down to four. Yeah. 90% of the tickets are on the Cowboys. 63% of the money is on the Packers, which tells you exactly you what go. the Sharps think yep. about this game. That's, there yeah. you go. That's so, that's what you need to know. Right there. Uh, so, Billy, with that in mind, uh, what's your analysis on Packers uh, getting four and a half at home against the Cowboys? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm with the Packers here. I think this is all positioning. you got to – a decent team that should be performing better than they have been at home, getting points uh, against a Dallas team that has never looked incredibly consistent this year. Uh, obviously, the injuries haven't helped Dallas on that front, but I still think you're getting some extra points with Green Bay. You're you're in Lambeau. I'm taking Green Bay here. The, the, the Green, Green Bay is such an autoplay here. The, the one caveat is... This is probably the game. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure I said something similar to this last week. But if if Aaron Rodgers is completely cooked and 90% of the tickets come in on the Dallas Cowboys here, then it's really then it's officially panic time in Green Bay. I think. Craig, uh, what say you? Uh, yeah. Uh, with the at the five and a half, I would have said, yeah, let's take the Packers, but. It's a stay away from me at the four. I want nothing to do with it at the four. Uh, just you're not getting the best of the number anymore. Uh, like you know, you don't. Um, the time to get in was earlier, and I'm not in. So uh, yeah, I'm 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 staying away. Uh, but yeah, the, the the Packers would be the side if I were to do something. For the purposes of our, of our contest, I will give the Packers away at the five because I wrote them down as one of my five at the plus five uh, okay. earlier in the week. So if that option's yeah, available some to, places to you, that two gentlemen, still out there. That, that, yeah, that bet still exists in some places, but I just know it's down to four in, in, in other places you may go. So yeah. Uh, last game of the four o'clock slate, the Arizona Cardinals are heading into Los Angeles to take on the Rams in a game where neither of the starting quarterbacks might play in this game. Uh, Kyler Murray is officially questionable with a hamstring injury, and Stafford has looked uh, been in the concussion protocol all week, and is going to be both those guys are going to be game time decisions for this one. Uh, right now, Rams minus three. Uh, so the Rams are just getting the three-point home bump. I was before the little hamstring injury. They uh, they were talking about with uh, Kyler. I was prepared to come on this podcast and say the side that you want is the Cardinals because the Rams look absolutely done to me. What they did on the field on Sunday uh, that was a that was an embarrassment. That was full on embarrassment. They had they have cooked Tom Brady with the ball in his own twenty, no timeouts, fifty seconds left, and they decided let's not guard the sidelines the entire way down the field. Like, what are you doing? I don't. Yeah, especially with that team that has nobody that can beat you over the middle. That that was just unconscionably terrible. I I don't get it. Um, I still think the right side is the Cardinals, but you're going to have to wait till Sunday to bet this one, unfortunately, or just take the Cardinals now. Water gun to my head, I would say. Uh, Billy, what say you? Uh, Rams laying, getting the three-point home bump. Yeah, I think you're just – you might be guessing on which quarterback plays here, but uh, I, I still think the – I think the Cardinals are a better all-around team. 
so I'm going to take the Cardinals, even with the backup quarterback. I still think that they got most of the pieces they need. The Rams have just struggled so much, and they've struggled in more areas than just quarterback play, which hasn't been bad at all. Um, eh, ish. Uh, I'm going with the Cardinals here. Uh, Craig, uh, we're both on the Cardinals. Who you got in this one? I'm going Cardinals too. Okay. Yeah. I just, I, why am I giving up to bet on this Rams team? Why am I doing that? Yeah. They, and, and man, like <laughs> Cooper Cup is literally the only thing they can they can do. And like, if Stafford's not there to get on the ball, then yeesh. Yeah, I think it's just. Oh boy! But then again, you're taking points with Cliff Kingsbury. Not a fun game. This is not a fun game. A game that used to be so much fun, but uh, what a weird year this is. Uh, yeah, so that's it. Uh, Cowboys Packers, I think, is the most interesting game of the four o'clock slate. Although Colts Raiders, I'm gonna have my eye on just in terms of what could be just something something we've never seen before in the history of football is could potentially occur in that in that football game. Like maybe Jeff Saturday decides I'm gonna leave my mark and tries the 98 yard triple reverse for a touchdown. So who knows? Uh, I hope you see more Banded, if I'm being <laughs> yeah, that'd be all right. Uh, and the astonishing so, return of Peyton Manning. Of Peyton Manning, yeah, there you go. <laughs> well played. If uh, the astonishing return of Peyton Manning happens, I will watch. Yeah, that's true. Sunday Nighter should be a decent game, even though the spread is pretty long on this one. The Los Angeles Chargers uh, head to San Francisco to take on the Niners. The Niners laying a touchdown. They're the biggest favorite. Uh, sorry, second biggest favorite of the week. Actually, third biggest favorite. I'm an idiot. Uh, big favorite, though, they are. Full touchdown. Uh, both of these teams, the Chargers, when did they play last week? Uh they played the Falcons in that weird game. So, yeah, so only one of these teams. So the Niners are coming off a bye. Chargers coming off playing the Falcons last week. Uh, Niners are the better team. I th- want to say that the Chargers... It's tough because I'm pretty sure there's been some sharp money coming in on both sides of this. So this has been the... I guess th- this game seems like it's the most hotly uh, contested amongst the sharp groups. Because I've seen a couple, I've seen some articles about the Sharps being on the Niners, but like, or the Sharps initially came in on the Chargers, and then another Sharp group came in on the Niners. So this one's a bit difficult to handicap. I think I would prefer to have the seven with the Chargers, but man, the Chargers are missing a lot of guys too. So it's a tough call. I don't know. I actually I don't know. What do you think about this one, Craig? I'm 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 struggling with this one. I, I think I'm going Niners. Hmm. The Chargers just had to scrape one out against an Atlanta team that's not all that great. Um, I know it was on the road and they were they were traveling, but still, uh, the 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 49ers are just are I think a significantly better football team by like the Niners' record is deceiving. If if they were healthy, sort of in the middle portion of the year, uh, they would they would have a much better record right now. They, they've added McCaffrey. I, I think that this should be uh, a not super hard night for the Niners, put it that way. Yeah, that's something I keep staring at too. Is that another week of uh, getting McCaffrey? They got two full weeks to get McCaffrey, who, if you'll not forget, had a touchdown hat trick <laughs> the week before with very limited. Uh... Yeah, it's a good start. Yeah, yeah, pretty good start. Now he's had two weeks to actually, uh, you know, learn the system. 
God, I don't know. The Chargers plus seven seems like the sharp side to me, which is why I keep bumping into this one. So I guess to be a contrarian, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Chargers. This is, game is gonna be nowhere near one of my five, though I don't think. Uh, so I'm gonna say Chargers plus a seven. Billy tiebreaker on this one. Yeah, I'm on the Niners this time around. I think the Niners are a significantly better football team than the Chargers. Um, and yeah, the records are a little bit deceiving. Where I think the Chargers might even be ahead. <laughs> Uh, but the Niners are just a more well-rounded team. The Chargers have struggled with bad teams, um, and, and Niners have been putting away bad teams, and I, I'm putting the Chargers in that category. So give me San Francisco on this one. Uh, Monday Nighter, we got the Washington Commanders coming into Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. Eagles are the real biggest favorite of the week. Uh, they're laying 11 at home against the Commanders. I don't do this that often, but I think that I would lay the 11. Uh, this is obviously isn't going to be a contest pick for me, but uh, Monday night when it's the only game going, and I'm since I'm one of those compulsive taps who just has to gamble, uh, I'm going to keep betting the Eagles' first half, which has been, other than with the exception of two weeks ago, has been a pretty significant winner, a pretty consistent winner throughout the entire season. Um, so bet the Eagles in the first half is, is my official recommendation for this one. As for the overall total, I think I would lay the 11 because as much as I love Tyler Heineke and he's been very good to me covering the spread the last couple of days, I don't think this is a good spot for him. And Heineke's a guy who the commanders need to keep the game close in order for him to do his thing. And I think the Eagles just run all over him. So, uh, water gun to my head, I would lay the 11 with the Philadelphia Eagles as my official stance. Billy, what do you think? I think I want the points. It's just too many for me. Um, I, I know Washington's not great. I know Philadelphia, they, they're playing fantastic football. Um, it's just too many for me um, in a game that Washington should be able to keep close because they're not a terrible team. They're just a lower team. Uh, so I'm, I'm taking the points here and hoping we get a backdoor cover, something like that. Yeah, I mean, you're making some good points there. It's this is a divisional matchup too, which it's a high, it's a double-digit line in a divisional matchup, which is usually uh, automatic take the points for me. I just I don't come by this decision lightly. I will say that I do think laying the eleven with the Eagles is the spot, but we'll see. And like I said, bet the uh, betting the first half. I think it's the, betting the Eagles in the first half. I think is the ultimate play in this uh, in this particular football game. Uh, Craig tiebreaker on Commanders Eagles. Eagles. Okay. I, I just they're 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 mowing down everybody. Why this could be any different? Yeah. It's just yeah, but like it's just the the gambling adages, right, are the ones that are. I'm I'm wondering if I'm. No, no, I I, I, yeah. I just like they've just been they've been smoking everybody. I I just don't see why Washington's the team that doesn't get crushed by the Eagles. Yeah, sure. Yeah, they, they, I mean that's it right there, right? Yeah, one hundred percent. All right, so that is it for week ten. All that is left to do is our picks, Craig. Uh, you had a little 4-0 in one week in week nine. Why don't you go ahead and kick us off for week 10? Uh, yeah, I'd love to do that. Uh, I'm going to take Seattle, Pittsburgh, Chicago. Um, and I'm going to take the Jaguars. And my last one, and, you know, I've, I've got two bets already out this week that I'm not using for this contest because the numbers have changed too much. Um, but my last one, uh, I think I, I am going to go with the Texans. 
like all those picks. I think you're on the right side of all five of those, in, in my in my humbled opinion. Uh, Billy, week 10, who you got? I got a couple of the same faces here. I'm going to go with Chicago and Jacksonville. But I'm also going to take the Minnesota Vikings. The Cardinals. And the San Francisco 49ers. I only don't like that. I only truly don't like that Minnesota pick just because you're not getting the best of the number. Um, but no Jared uh, going to win by seven. Fair. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and make it a clean sweep on the Chicago Bears and lay the two and a half. Uh, I'm going to agree with Craig. Give me Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm going to take the points with Cleveland. Uh, I said this is I'm, – I'm going with the Sharps. Give me Green Bay. I'm taking Green Bay. And then I'm going to round it out with a little Denver Broncos action there, Craig. So Bears, Browns, Steelers, Packers, Broncos for Matt Pierce in Week 10. So that is it for this week. Crossover Podcast available at the crossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Five stars only. We're also on Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher, and pretty much any podcatcher that's out there that you might happen to be using. We're on all of those. Please leave us a review. Uh, Again, five stars only. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the Crossover Podcast. Um, That is it it for this week we'll be back next week should be a two for podcast next week you guys will be back uh breaking down week 10 and discussing week 11 with me and also i'm pretty sure i'm gonna get somebody on the other side to uh talk about wakanda forever uh with me which i did go and see and i believe i mentioned that earlier in this podcast and uh it was good i I enjoyed it thoroughly is is what i will say about uh wakanda forever uh i need a couple days to get my, my my deep my deep cut thoughts together for that one, but uh, thought it was thought it was a lot of fun film. Perhaps a little too long, but uh, a lot of fun. Anyway, I'll save that for next week. Billy, Craig, as always, fun uh, doing this with you. Take care, everybody, and we'll talk to you next time on the Crossover Podcast. <laughs>